This episode of Speakers of Heidland is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Circuit Barakil, Remy Asalia, Omiji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Arcadia Lunashine, Dramavian, Alex Franco AV, Nina Grimstarter, Casey Schaefer, Dimos, Lily Black, Hans Grenade, Sapa Chakwatol, Faris Gentoru, Cletus Oreo, Quick Levin, Luclean Atrell, Ceres, Icy Lee, Lyria Rain, Pamela Isley, Umbral Wind, Naive Arano, Celeste Raskris, Elenriel Maximus, Edwin, Bob Cece, Fabs and Voidworm, Raimi Maverick, Code Red No, Mira Miri, Winebow Brood, Bay Barbalay, Kaiser Regina, Usora Akari, AJ Brainswordson, Suno Shikano, Gideon Ura, Buster Gearhold, Asuta Starbreeze, Nat Clay, Camille Grino, Huskies, and Face on Masher. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Heidland, episode 240. Come on, you can do it. I believe Four. you. Four. I'm Lucille ah! Bravestone, and I'm joined today Good by job. Georgi Wiston and Rollo um, Amadeus Des. That's, that's uh, me. That's <laughs> that's the crew. Uh, it is May Day for for the well for everyone, but it is also Labor Day for most of the world. Uh, I would say it's not May Day here. It's already May second. Okay. <laughs> we had a discussion about this before we went live. Labor Day is uh, a thing celebrated in most of the world today, but not in some. Mm. Um, welcome. Uh, it is uh, like I said, May first. Uh, uh, today's main topic, dev interviews with UI designer, uh, with a with the lead UI designer uh, and lead character concept artist. Uh, not in the same interview, two different interviews, uh, but we'll, we'll read through them uh, today. Uh, one is by... Uh, one is by the dev blog, the other we'll get to when mm -hmm. we get to it. Um, We'll uh, also be, um, uh, <laughs> this part of the show notes has not been updated, so uh, I don't remember. I'll just read the overlay. There are more updates regarding FanFest as well in recent events, so uh, stay tuned for that as well. We'll also read MogMail, speakersxavier.com slash MogMail. We might want to read MogMail earlier. Should have uh, should have planned that out. You should have planned that earlier. Um I'm suspecting we won't have any news next week. So it's been three weeks since we read Mogmail. <laughs> we are moving Mogmail to the top. After recent events, we'll okay. be reading Mogmail. Okay. Uh, stay tuned for the poster. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate. And uh, 
If you uh, were waiting for Corey, no one was waiting for Corey yesterday. But if anyone <laughs> was waiting for Corey yesterday, you must you you might have been uh, uh, disappointed. Uh, no episode. Uh, it's gonna be delayed by a few days because I made an oopsie. Uh, because uh, I'm not even going to go into that. Uh, let's just say, don't update shit before you're done using it. That's my that's the pro tip uh, from from Lukeel Bravestone. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, let's jump into uh, recent avant. Uh. And in recent avant. Uh, we'll start with promotional shit. Um, everyone's favorite, uh, Butterfingers. Um, Final Fantasy XIV and Butterfinger uh, are teaming up for a new promotion involving exclusive DLC. This is written exclusive DLC. Um, I mean, I guess it is DLC, technically. Yeah, um, the DLC code. Yeah. Um, The MMORPG definitely had a rough launch. Okay, we know all this. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, So, um, in yet another play by the Game Better with Butterfinger initiative. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I guess it's a thing. Yeah. The chocolate brand is partnering with the online Final Fantasy title to deliver exclusive in-game content from May 3rd to June 30th. Interested in earning while you snack? Is this like one? Of, is this almost reads like one of those, you know, those ads, those scam ads? Yeah. This is how I earned six million dollars uh, just on Google. Um, uh, this limited time promotion requires a purchase of five dollars worth of Butterfinger bars to get a special choke poker uh, mount. Buy the candy, show proof of purchase with the receipt, and upload said proof to this website right here when it becomes live. Okay, there's a website link. It does not go live until May third. So if you're watching on YouTube, um, should you be can live. Do it, but mm. I'm not. We're not gonna show. Are we? I don't know. How do we? Uh, maybe it's in the description if I remember. <laughs> maybe. It's <laughs> uh, a link. Just it'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spend five dollars at least. Remember five. How much is a? How five, much is a bar? Five dollars of butterfingers. Usually they're like a dollar seventy-five uh, for like a bar. Okay. Maybe more for a king size. Mm, so um, like three or you don't need to buy that many. Then probably if you buy like the, the a fun size bag, which is like I don't know eight bucks something like that with mm-hmm. like a ton of mini ones, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy a bar, right? Um, okay, um, you get you can get the uh, ch- chocopoker, uh, the poo, uh, <laughs> the poo mount. Um, but there you go. Uh, there's not much more to say about that, but. Hey. What's the European promotion for this going to be like? <sighs> it's going to be some like, uh, go visit <laughs> a ye old tavern and show uh, an old man a written note with this code on it and take a picture with him. Uh, then send it by post <laughs> to Square Enix Europe. Ugh. Pay That's $30 shipping. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. to, get, to get a fucking $20 mount. Um, right. Um, <laughs> Probably yeah. be tied to some website here, like it was last time, which is better than what happens in Europe. Um, 
but I, I will probably have to spend $30 rather than just 5 like I did last time. Yeah. Right. Oh, is that what the butler and maid attire was for you, right? Mm. Yeah, the butler, the maid attire, the white, the original recipe chocobo. Right. Whatever it was called. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, stay, t- look out for... <laughs> Rollo's face. <laughs> Sorry, someone knocked on my door very loudly. <laughs> it was the downstairs door. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, we, uh, yeah, lo- uh, look, we don't know what the other regions are getting yet, uh, but be very afraid, Europe. It'll happen. Be very afraid. It'll happen eventually. It came everywhere with the last, of- last event. It's just a matter of what archaic method they've chosen for you this time. The pandemic might have changed things, so we might not have to go to uh, GameStop anymore to to redeem a code in person or whatever the fuck it was last time. I don't even remember. Um, okay. Uh, good. It was taking a picture of a magazine, wasn't well, that, it? That was the UK. The UK oh. got the creepiest fucking one. The one with the picture and the... Like, you had to like get like a pa- like an actual physical magazine uh why bizarre <laughs> and you had to wait three months because you had to buy was did you have to buy three magazines i think and they came I out monthly so. yeah what the fuck kind of deal was that in 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 the nordics they were like okay here's the deal and i just saw GameStop, and i'm like oh my god it's a blessing but then i'm like oh you have to go there in person <laughs> and be like Did you end up doing that one i don't remember no no also yeah. gamestop is like dying uh or even back then it was like dying all over here so the, the nearest mm. one was very far away from where i lived and i was no way i'm just gonna go there and be like <laughs> i want the final fantasy 14 thing and, be like, Not, come the on. <laughs> and i just know they'll be like the what <laughs> I have to like explain. See, well, you see, there's this campaign. They've never done. They've never done that to me before for any of those things mm. that you have to go in store for. I they always are... found them to be very unhelpful. Okay. Except when they can well... get money out of you. <laughs> okay, then maybe because we don't have GameSpot, GameStop itself here. Have we EB have games. A, yeah, we have EB Games. Maybe they're trained better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's a uh, uh, I don't think that's a hot take to say that GameStop isn't the greatest place to purchase stuff. Oh, it's an awful experience. Yeah, it's yeah. Hate that place. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, oh yeah, the the Germans got the Dr Pepper thing. Well, you had that to was buy, easy, right? Yeah, like you just, twelve. Just get some... <laughs> I don't remember. You had to draw. Yeah, a certain amount the of Dr case Pepper. Of Dr Pepper. Yeah. Some of these promotions are so fucking but, weird. Remember, remember the Hardee's uh, Stormblood promotion where you could get the <laughs> the Zeno's cup. I think yeah, <laughs> Hardee's, like the fucking greasiest fast food place. Yeah, I it's so like scummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least in the Dr Pepper one, the cans had like Moogles on them. I mean, that's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a bit more involved. Uh, all right. Anyways, let's move on. Um, good news for the people who have been struggling with the uh, Square Enix software authenticator. Uh, you can now use it with any or uh, mon- most authenticators um, that yeah. exist. Um, most mainstream ones. Yeah, like the Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, uh, Authy, probably. It's one of them. There's, there's yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I'll read what they say here. Uh, we recommend that users utilize the one-time password feature to add an additional layer of security to Square Enix accounts. In addition to the existing Square Enix security token and software token, users may now use various software authenticators for their one-time password needs. Oh, someone asked me recently if I still use my 1.01, because it's been a while since we talked about this one. No, it still works. St really? Still, yeah. You yeah. have battery or anything? You can, no, you can see that there's... Uh, that circle around the button, uh, that's not supposed to be there. That's because I now have to push it so hard a that the, yeah, the, the <laughs> thing is just, cool. I don't know what's happening actually. It's anyways, it still works. Um, yes. Um, so, so that's a lot. It's been, it's been working for 10 years. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, software authenticators, Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, etc., are free applications developed for smartphones, iOS or Android, for the purpose of displaying one-time passwords. Once you've completed the registration process, you simply need to open the app to view the one-time password. These apps are available free of charge, and we highly recommend taking advantage of the one-time password feature if you have yet to add one to your Scranix account. Yes, use one-time passwords, people. It's You get a free mm -hmm. teleport. Yeah, uh, I've finally done it. Hey. They have made it easy enough for me to bother doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I'm surprised it's taken this long. Um, so yeah, you get a free destination um, for using a one-time password, and also your account is safe. Uh, so if anything mm -hmm. goes wrong with your account, they can't just go, mm, you didn't have a one-time password. Mm. Then they silently judge you, and then they give you the whole spiel with the one-time password thing that I had to do with Vero when she lost her mm -hmm. passwords um, multiple mm. times. They uh, they make an authenticator for every expansion now for fourteen, right? Don't they? No, no. they only made one for Shadowbringers. What? Oh, no, okay. Heaven's for isn't it? They didn't make one for Shadowbringers. I have the Heaven's. No, they made one. one for Shadowbringers. Oh, was it Shadowbringers? Oh yeah, sorry, there was for Shadow. There was one for Heaven's. No, sorry, a Realm there Reborn. There was one for Heaven's. A Realm Reborn. Mm. And Shadowbringers, right? Now okay. one for Storm. Now one for Stormblood. Okay. There definitely wasn't one for Stormblood. Mm. No, Shadowbringers and Heavens. No, and a Realm Reborn. That's those are the two. And then they have the generic okay. one, I mean, which is just nothing. I said this at the time. I would have bought the Shadowbringers one, but there's nothing on the Australian Square Enix store. <laughs> I have, I'll, the I'll, and that's what somewhere. that's what I would have told them, and then they'll say, "Use the app," and they, "Fuck you." Your app sucks. <laughs> If, if they make another one, Gyorgy, I'll ship one out to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Um, uh, that's it. That's the uh, software token. Now let's talk about FanFest. This d d really won't be... Um, this isn't really important to know, but, well, who knows? Uh, remember that thing that I fear is going to be cringe? Um, mm -hmm. The uh, act voice actors re... Uh, recreating <laughs> moments from the game on stage. Uh, the JP voice actors uh, have been uh, announced, the people that will attend that segment. Uh, it mm. is the JP voice actors for Crystal Exarch, Orianje, and Emmett Selk. So there you go. Um, that, I'm, that makes sense. It would make sense for them to have people that at least can be in a scene together at some, at some point mm -hmm. in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh so there you go uh enjoy that um, what are their names Nikhil? what are the voice actors names uh, just told us who they play yeah crystal exarch that's the that's number one and then 
Orianger, and Emmett Selk, but in I Japanese. Just, I like the names here because it's like Yuma Uchida, yeah. uh, Hiroki Takahishi, Ken, Ken. <laughs> with two N. Ken. Uh, has that name because I believe he was originally a singer, I think. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Nice. Ken is well known. Uh huh. All right. Uh, or continuing on with FanFest, uh, the Estates of the Realm Fan Festival uh, digital activity uh, begins on April 27th. This is a thing. Uh, the Estates of a Realm. <laughs> uh, we're pleased to present Estates of the Realm, another digital, digital activity for the community to participate in as part of the Digital Fan Festival 2021. In this event, we'd like you to show off all the hard work that you put into decorating your rooms and estates. Uh, Want to join the fun? It's easy. One, snap some screenshots of your apartment slash private chamber slash estate. Two, craft a tweet that includes your character name, homeworld name, and its location. Three, include hashtag FFXIVFanFest and hashtag EstatesOfTheRealm hashtags. Four, attach your beauty shots and tweet it for everyone to enjoy. And that's it. Do you have a cafe or boutique-themed room or estate? How about a photo... Uh, uh, how about a photo studio set up for people to come by and take glamour shots? We want to see all kinds of creations, so show off the hard work you put into designing your home away from home with players around the world. If you enjoy visiting other players' homes, then this is the perfect chance to expand your horizons and see the amazing work being done, and get some inspiration, too. Uh, we may also share some of the amazing tweets we come across by retweeting on the official 14 Twitter account or by showcasing them in future community streams. So be sure to participate. We look forward to seeing your creations. They took our idea too. Square Enix just takes everything from us. You think about like home, <laughs> homes, whatever, what is our called? Home, homes of Heidelin or yeah, something like that. Never a real thing. How we just visited people randomly yeah remember we were gonna <laughs> make that like a whole show weren't we mm. uh see that's what happens when you don't write it down uh mm. it just never well i mean it doesn't matter if you write it down <laughs> no that's true <laughs> we were never gonna do that because that we write be... it down and then we share the document and then we leave the document forever <laughs> so there that's how speakers works well i was gonna say more so the fact that we made we wrote down we made gillian and it doesn't stop them from taking it oh that's tr also true <laughs> oh that's, that's so true. funny um, anyways, um, it starts on, uh, it has already started April 27th and will last until May 30th. Um, there's a whole thing about everything you need to inc include, so go to the lodestone to check for templates um, and all that. We've already talked about Gillionaire. We did that last week. Uh, we don't have to go through that again, but yep. it happened. We're not affiliated at all. No. Nope. Um, all right. Um... Another shocker. A shocker is about to warning. Big shock is about to come. So I hope you're all. Hope you're all. You need to sit. If you're not standing, please sit mm -hmm. down. I have shocking. If news. you're not standing. If you're not. If you're sitting, sit. If you're standing, sit. <laughs> if you're in bed, stay in bed. Do not get up because I'm about <laughs> to say something extremely shocking. Okay. In-person attendance cancelled for Digital FanFest 2021. Oh my god. Oh. Who could have seen this coming? 
Oh my a, God. I am shooketh. I'm shooketh and afraid. An, an event hosted in Tokyo. One of the worst places oh. where all this is happening right now. Oh, the scandal. The scandal. It, it, it took them two weeks before the event to be like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe not. Oh, goodness me. Uh, yes, we would like to provide. Here's the post. We would like to provide an update regarding the upcoming Digital Fan Festival 2021. Due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, situation in Japan, the Japanese government has chosen to enact another state of emergency for the Tokyo area. To prioritize the safety and well-being of the community, performers, and staff, we have decided to forego arrangements for fans to attend the event in person and will instead proceed without a live audience. All stage events and digital activities will be carried out as originally planned while following through safety guidelines for all participants. Stage events are still planned to be streamed as well, so be sure to join us from home. As this is our very first digital fan festival that allows players around the globe to participate together, let's make it fun and unforgettable. Well, I really don't get what would have been there. The digital event, would you just like be a couple people in the audience? Yeah. They said what it was, but I don't remember it, all the it, details beyond just getting to watch everything live. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I could have gone, I'm vaccinated. I, I, I could do whatever I want. I, okay. <laughs> just kidding. Don't Fair do that. Sense. If you're vaccinated, you're not. You got to be careful. Still. Yes. But... You can, can't, can't you still carry spread it? it? You can spread it. Yeah, still. you can still spread yeah. it, which yeah. is something you should not do no no you should not <laughs> please um yeah be careful uh, <laughs> yeah i love that every post about this on the final fantasy on the lodestone always calls it the novel coronavirus yes which i understand is the actual title yeah but mm -hmm. like the actually it's not like it's COVID 19 isn't it well it is a novel coronavirus right that's what it technically is there's so many names for it I feel like yeah, it's not very it's... novel anymore. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> uh, very tired of it. Yeah, fact. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, Cancelled. We're all very sad. Uh, we all expected. We would have been there. We, absolutely. We were, exactly. we, have to... we were partnered with Square Enix. They were. We're gonna have live coverage on the floor. Mm -hmm. It was all set up. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go. To... <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm gonna cancel our tickets now. It's horrible. Horrible. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's jump into uh, Mogmail. Uh, surprise. Uh, this first one, you know what? This from me no <laughs> read from me notice. <laughs> read from me notice. Uh, okay, uh, this is from Valvadrix, uh, Viran Goblin. Uh, hello. I ho hope you're having this. Is okay, this will show how long it's been since we've read Mogmel. Uh, hello, I hope you're all having a nice weekend and are as hyped for Endwalker as I am. I have a small topic I thought of during the announcement showcase, <laughs> which mm -hmm. you know that was last week. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Because of the upcoming stat squish, I'd like to bring up an issue I've always had with the game, and that's how new expansions affect old content. Every time we get an expansion, many mechanics and content from the previous expansion becomes obsolete and either not as puni uh, punishing to fail or completely optional to do. There are exceptions to this, such as instant death mechanics, but some people are even able to survive ancient flair nowadays. Even entire boss faces skipped altogether due to us doing too much damage, with the biggest example I can think of being the sand face on Hal uh, Halicarnassus. 
Um, while this does make for faster roulettes, in my opinion, the negatives outweigh the positives. Here are my reasons. It teaches bad habits to new players by showing the mechanics don't matter and may lead to them underestimating the mechanics in current content. It leads people to unequip gear to reduce their item level and get faster content on purpose, uh, making other raids harder to access for new players. Uh, new players never get to experience content as it was intended because they weren't there when it was relevant. It sometimes gets really boring to do for older players. Uh, older players. <laughs> Uh, now that I presented my points, I'd like to ask for your thoughts on this issue, and do you think the stats quest will fix it in any way? Thank you for reading this, and take care. Well, um... Um, to answer the last part of the stats quest will fix this, I don't think it will. It's being rebalanced. Every piece of content is being rebalanced for the stats quest. The only thing it won't affect will be uh, doing things unsynced. Mm -hmm. I thought it was under level 50 content was being touched either. 50 yes, under? that won't, be, that won't yeah. be changed either. Yeah, so I guess the stuff that's going to be skipped the most is still going to be skipped as mm -hmm. much as before. Uh, unless you're doing, like, you know, Heaven's Word stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel two ways about it. How about you guys? I... F uh, I... Mm. I don't really, I don't really care. Oh. Just do <laughs> We've talked about this before. I don't care. When they said the stat squish thing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. I have nothing on this. I'm sorry. I'm a bad host. I have well, nothing. This isn't, this isn't necessarily about, the question's not necessarily No, about but I don't care about doing about them too fast or too slow. That's just how MMOs work for me. I just, they, that's just how it is. You can't mm -hmm. get it the way you want. That's if there's one thing I have learned through all my time in 14 is that I will never get it the way I want in this game. <laughs> I will have to live with wings and people doing content very fast or very slow, or being forced to watch cutscenes, or not being or not having time to watch cuts cutscenes. It doesn't matter. It's it's gonna be welcome to MMO. It is hell here. That's all. I if it's older stuff, honestly, I just want to go quickly. I I just don't think there's a lot of interesting mechanics in older content, mm. uh, especially Crystal Tower. Like, you don't get to see bacon strips, which is like, you know, yeah. you don't get bacon strips, but it's just, it's just finally in... Well, I think the, really the only mechanic you don't see in Crystal... Well, actually, there's two. One is... There's the mechanic where you need to... Both of them are in Circus Tower that I can think of. In Scylla, the, the mechanic related to, to pulling the lightning orbs tethers towards the towers, that's mm. irrelevant. Um, and bone then dragon. also... Sorry? The bone dragon. Oh, yeah, the or bone... Zombie dragon, whatever it's called. What mechanics are you skipping in the bone dragon? Um, it's just weaker. You just, I think you actually have to worry about the skeletons if you remember back in the day. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the like, yeah, the skeletons had to be managed. Remember, you had to be on. Uh, yeah. Two tanks had to pull them away to certain, like, two platforms on the edges, and then they had to pull them out and, yeah, and, and kill guess, them over there. Because remember when, yeah. when the, the dragon dies, they run back? Yeah. I guess. Dragon North. Like, yeah. Or, or to the edge, you'd be. It would fucking yell at you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, I guess I didn't consider that a, a skipped mechanic because it still happens. But yeah, it is essentially ignorable. At launch, the that, one was, I was that thinking, was a wipe. Yeah, it was. The <laughs> one I was thinking about is the one that chat just brought up, Glacia Labolus. Now, oh, yes. There's bunch of platforms that have no purpose. There's a whole mechanic most people will never see. It's just, I've it's never so... seen it. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> it, it's not fun. No, no it is it. not. Um, but I only feel like this mainly for a Realm Reborn content, where like I just don't think I get much value from seeing those mechanics. Like, like doing a minimum eye level one time would be like. That's, that's neat. You get to see everything and do what I was intended. Um, but it's just, it's not engaging. That, it, at least at this point, for me personally. Yeah. And I feel like, that's and what, I understand. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, you can't, you ha content, when it's old, it needs to go faster. Because more people will have played that content at some point than the new people that are coming in. And they... They're not going to, I'm not going to bother doing a f one hour long circus tower run every fucking day. That's not <laughs> happening. So I, I'd either just stop doing it or I'd find ways to get it or I, or they will have it I like mean, it is now. You'd do it faster. Right. I mean, people did stop doing it before the Alliance raid. Roulette. True. That's true. But what? obviously otherwise you wouldn't have an incentive. But I wouldn't do the roulette if I knew that all of the raids on that roulette will take an hour plus to complete. No way would I do it. I will say this though, for like new, like he Heaven's Sword and up, mm. I would actually do like doing the mechanics. Like I like going through release and doing Thunder God because it's still kind of funny to see people just fuck it up every time somehow, yeah. even <laughs> with a nerf. Um, and I, you do a lot more like with Mustadio too. You do the little facing thing and. Yeah, show, don't show me your weak spot. And it's like, ah, mm -hmm. okay, I can do the monkey see, monkey do, and mm -hmm. my near off, <laughs> fire off, and I get enjoyment. Um, yeah. And I I think I do sympathize with the about teaching players bad habits. Because, mm -hmm. but I feel like we, yeah, go on. I feel like we kind of take it for granted because we've been playing mostly from the start ish. Like, you know, since a rumor born, and like we've seen how they build on top of mechanics every time and they iterate. So, like, we doing the base version of a mechanic, like, like your first time seeing Auchmorn, you're like, it's a stack marker, but you gotta keep staying there. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, now it's like, well, okay, but at more. some point, you will have caught up to current content, and that's. Yeah. When those make you get you have to do the mechanics then. That's when you get yeah. the mechanics. So And I feel like you still learn them other places too. Yeah. Not in like old twenty four mans, definitely. No. <laughs> you know? no. You're not you're gonna be some you're gonna see some fucking icons and be like, well, what, what does this mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you might see it somewhere else in dungeons or eight mans and um I don't know. So I think there's still opportunities to learn and I think stuff past a realm reborn can at least sort of you you mostly do everything in them yeah yeah that's true mm, i think halicarnassus is one of the most recent egregious examples of something being significantly shortened as a result of eye level uh eye level damage boost as a result of eye level the fact that you don't even go into the portal a lot of the time because dps is so good yeah. is quite strange yeah 
it's yeah there this is true there I mean, the, we have Hall of the Novice, which could, if they had bothered to like just update it more to have more, because they literally tell you, you learn the what? most basic shit in that, like don't stand in red. But what if they should add mm. more advanced stuff to it? But there's yes. so much to learn, though. There is a lot. To learn. I know. I know. Because you'd be like. All right, these are the Dorito markers. These means you stack together. <laughs> they, this is the the one where you don't stand with. Well, people. obviously they're not going to do all of that, but they do learn teach you the stack marker, I believe, at some point, don't, I don't they? I don't, in a while, no, I haven't done sure Hall of the in forever. There's something about being together with someone, but maybe not. I guess. Oh, you know, you're freeing um, some. No, okay, I don't remember. I think it much. just just the basics of like if you're not. The the, tank, I mean, that's one of them. <laughs> the things I feel like they should have a stack marker and maybe I don't know. Just stack marker. Teach them mm. a stack marker mechanic. That's basic shit. I don't know. I I would say, and this is like a dream that will never happen. If they integrated some stuff some mechanics more into like the msq like with the dungeons you got to do the trials you have to do a bit more where it's like you learn what this marker does because this is the stack next dungeon you get gets the runaway marker next dungeon you get gets the uh the prey marker teach you what that do mm -hmm. this is the tether and it sort of does that now sort of but that's more into it like Heaven Sword, I feel like you see the weirder markers more often and just like normal content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the problem with Heavensward, especially prior to Thornton, is that they still don't use the uh, standardized markers for every type of damage. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. you know what? It'd be nice if they just had like a page on that, like they have with job guides. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like I still see some markers, and I'm like, I don't know what that does. Well, I, but I still can't. <laughs> I mean, there every time there's a new player in a fight and they get the stack marker, they run away. It almost <laughs> never fails. They run away and they die um, alone. It's scary, though. You got to Yeah, I know. I know. It's stressful, <laughs> which is why it would be nice if you were taught that somehow <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys bringing out the whole of the novice, it suffers from the same problem that I feel Guild leaves suffers from I'm listening. in the sense that <laughs> i'm not talking about leave quests oh, i'm talking about guild leaves damn. um is the fact that whole of the office has fallen into the same place that guild leaves hat was before in the sense that they're both designed to teach you mechanics you're you're meaning guild they don't hest. teach you guild hests yes yeah sorry. guild leaves because that's i was listening i was very <laughs> listening i was i was disappointed when i realized what you actually meant yes but yes guild hests yeah um, but yeah, is the fact that they're designed to teach you things. Guild hests um, don't teach you things that are relevant anymore, and Hole of the Novice doesn't teach you enough. Hmm. It's like they make these things and then they don't ever, they never update them. No. So they don't prepare you for what is to come. In all <laughs> honesty, I think every MMO almost has this problem in that. You need someone to teach you. Yeah. Like, you need, like, a friend, a guild, a pal. It's just somebody to be like, hey, this is what all these weird esoteric things mean. This is how you navigate these fucking crazy menus. God help you if you open up, a, like, a, certain, a fucking sub command. You're like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just... 
I, I don't know. That's how I would log up to 14. Someone just had to told, tell me what the fuck I was doing sometimes. Yeah. I think some of this is just, yeah, like it's just MMO experience. You just have to learn. You might have to just learn shit the hard way. And then, yes, it's faster now for most of the old content. Mm-hmm. That's every MMO. That's just because of the structure of MMO, the MMOs. The stats go up. You get more powerful. It's We're going to get a stat squish. And we've talked about how that's gonna probably fuck up some of the older stuff. It'll be interesting to see exactly how. But you know what I said. You know what I'll say what if they give me my full rotation, you can bring back every mechanic. That's fine with me. Okay. At, at every level, give me my my full rotation and like crystal tower. I'll do everything. I don't care. Mm. But I don't want to be doing some basic ass shit. With these basic ass Please, mechanics. I don't want an hour run of Sestasha. Please. Uh, <laughs> um, excuse me. I like playing rotation roulette when I go into Alliance <laughs> Raid as a black mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will I not hit today? Oh, God. Yeah, horrible. Uh, okay, uh, well, I think that's the only Mogma we have time for because we do have a, an, another interview to go through. But thank yeah. you, um, uh, uh, Valvedrix. Oh, well, uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to our uh, main story. Uh, you wouldn't know this, but uh, the dev blog has posted a new uh, interview. <laughs> no one would have known this. Uh, is there like an RSS feed or something where I, you can... I'm sure is there is, a- but they've hidden it so well, Rollo. They do <laughs> definitely don't promote it on the Lodestone, which is very strange. It the has price someone tells you the lo- the Lodestone <laughs> just has like a tiny button for the dev blog, but there's no indication that yeah. there's anything new there. You have to go check no. manually. For whatever reason, they don't even like push it to the Lodestone. No. So there's no there's nowhere to find out. No. And the worst thing about the dev blog is that they have one post per page. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. scrolling. <laughs> it's so it's such a, a realm reborn era site. I don't know. Yeah, all the sites, mm. all like the actual pages get updated. I feel like this is the one that's been touched the least. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, it still has like glossy buttons. Mm-hmm. It's ugh. Uh, okay. Um, anyways, this is backstage investigators number five. Um, this is with character concept artist uh, Hiroyuki Nagamine. Uh, that's, we've never heard from this person, I think. I feel like this, this name is completely unknown to me. So this is going to be interesting. It might've come up in one of those, uh, this person might've been in one of the, uh, what are the, you know, those six episodes they did about the making of Shadowbringers. Yes. There was one that was specifically about character design. He might've appeared in that one. True. That's true. Um, okay. Well, anyways, interesting. We don't hear uh, much from this person. This is why I love these interviews. I've said this before, but like, yes. this should be promoted more. This is what people we never hear from. <laughs> At least put in the launcher, put like a little slide yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's they're, weird. Maybe they're embarrassed of the website design for the, the, the <laughs> they just can't be bothered to well, update then, it. <laughs> they're like, oh, the devlog has glossy <laughs> buttons. Work into it. Uh, all right. Um, uh, hello, everyone. This is Hama from the product, uh, promotional team, which is ironic, considering how difficult it is to get this spread around. It's not being, it's not promoting mm-hmm. much. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Backstage Investigators is a blog series that share behind-the-scenes stories from the team members who work on all aspects of Final Fantasy XIV. This time, I had the chance to interview an artist from the team, but before I jump 
jump in. Let me share some of his artwork. So, uh, fuck's sakes. I, uh, I mean, it's a vis- it's a visual. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there's some. Beh- oh, f- that looks <laughs> nice. There's there's some Bahama. Uh, that, that's a glossy looking Bahama. <laughs> Yeah. It's like from a glossy looking website. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, focus. Folk. Focus. This is the hardest thing in the world to do. Well, that's why HP uses paper. <laughs> Just start printing these out, Lukeel. Print show notes again, okay? Oh, I need to start printing them. Hello? Oh, why did I say hello? What do you mean, what do you mean hello? <laughs> Okay, well, it's there is a blurry Bahamut. It's, I do have for the audio listeners here, and yeah. For oh, sorry, the visually impaired. This is a, a some concept art for I think Bahamut from the Ultimate, along with the Namazu, the fat cat mount, Biako, and the little piggy piggy. And so, the reason. Also, for those that can't actually see what's happening, and there's also a picture of Titania. Um, the reason Lakeel is saying hello is because he wants to, he's talking to his camera focus, I think. <laughs> okay, so uh, character concept artist uh, Hiroyuki Nagamine. Nag- Nag- whatever. Uh, Hiroyuki. Nagamine. Nagamine. Yes, that's correct. Tori. Um, first, I'd like to ask. Uh, when did you first begin working on illustrations for Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, Nagamine says, Looking back, I've been on the Final Fantasy XIV team since around 2008. I think it was around... Wow. Uh, oh, that's very early. <laughs> that's pre Yeah, it is very early. That's that's why I was <laughs> surprised. It's funny that's his letter. That's Wait, too. what's happening? That's... This... She says, since around 2008, Mm -hmm. I think it was around the latter half of 1.0? Like a development. Oh, develop. I assume the latter, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not after release. Implying that there was any development time for (laughs) 1.0. There was. It's just... (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, Okay. Um, I was also working on Monsters for Final Fantasy XI at the time. So you've been working with online games for a long time. Please tell us about an illustration you did that you found the most memorable. Uh, the first thing that comes up, sorry, comes to mind is the Corpacur. I remember struggling to come up with a design that I was satisfied with. Since a botanical garden was going to be added to the game, the request I received was for a monster that looks like a moss ball with arms and legs. The Corpacur's facial expressions on the leaf on its head were my ideas, but it was really difficult to come up with a distinct expression. <laughs> It has a very iconic expression. I I was gonna try to do it, but I don't. I can't do it. How are you gonna squish your face? Mm. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been, that could have been a gif, and I I thought about it. I'm like, no, I'm not making that. Uh, oh, it will still be a gif. No, no, <laughs> I didn't even complete. Mm. Mm. The Corpacur originally appeared as enemies in St. Mosian's Arboretum and weren't particularly remarkable, but now they've become quite popular. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were remarkable. I I think I remember talking about them. Um, But now they've become quite popular after being turned into a plush and a mount. I thought they were turned into a plush and a mount as a result of the 
popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, sorry. Yeah, that was that's the interviewer saying that. So the interviewer. It's the interview. I, mean, I think... can't believe the interviewer said that. That's kind of rude. Is oh, the interviewer doesn't necessarily need to know the entire like timeline of the no, but the popularity she literally said, "Oh, the Corpacur wasn't wasn't particularly remarkable." It was like, okay, <laughs> the <laughs> odd thing to say, interviewer. Uh, um, so she says, at first they were only used in St. Mosian's Arboretum, so I personally was hoping they'd be used more often. Around the office, I went out of my way to suggest things like, why don't we make it a mount? Uh, aside from the Corpacur, the four lords from Stormblood also left quite an impression. Uh, the whole art team came together to share ideas when designing them, and I have a lot of memories of that process. Before moving on to the four lords, why do we have Moslings in this game? What? Uh, why? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, you know the round bowls that have no face that exist in the river yeah. in the fringes. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why do they exist when we have Corpus? That's true. You know, sometimes you can have. Are they like the 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 a distant cousin of the Corpacar? I don't know. Corpacars are from the Far East, and annoyingly, we never saw any in the Far East. So, right? Maybe, maybe Moslings are the Western version of what Corpacars are like. Yeah, maybe that's okay. true. I've I've not even thought about the fact that they yeah they are essentially the same thing, uh, but one is definitely better than the other. Yes. I'm not gonna try to make their face. Uh, I kind of want to. <laughs> well, I will do. You know that I will do. <laughs> I'm gonna have a fresh binge after this, and at some point, I know I'm just gonna be sitting here and doing like, <laughs> trying to be corporate <laughs> face. Uh, anyways, uh, so the four lords were your work. Uh, now that you mention it, when I see them together side by side, I feel like they share some vague commonalities. Were they designed based on their battle mechanics? Um, they show some pictures of, um, oh, what's Turtle Man? Genbu. Genbu. Uh, and a handsome, uh, horny bird and long danger noodle. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now that information, now that information wasn't ready yet during the designing phase. The event team provided each character's story, gender, and color schemes, which the art team used for the basis of their ideas. I see. So there's the possibility that the illustrations provide ideas for battle mechanics instead. Do you have a favorite character among the four lords? Uh, I was happy that Susaku was particularly well received. <laughs> I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but... I mean, Suzaku's the only one that has three forms. Yeah, but... I mean, her human form is the coolest, too. Like It's a phoenix in a dress for the first one, and that <laughs> one I cannot get over. I look <laughs> that at that, and I get funny. a little embarrassed that, that, that I, I play this game. That they, that they use the phoenix in the dress for the for Suzaki's triple triad card. They don't use the human <laughs> form. They use That's the funny. phoenix in a dress. <laughs> oh, God. Birds can feel pretty, too. Who? <laughs> Birds Who? can look, feel pretty, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True, that's um, true. When they were in Eleven originally, what did they look like? Whomst? The, the four lords. The four, how do I explain? They looked like they would... Imagine Eleven's design philosophy. That's what they look like. 
less... Oh god, I'm gonna get so many 11 people on my back. They look... Um, fine. I don't know how else to... Do. They don't look like that. They, they, it's, well, no. not, it's not a bird in a dress. Like do they just look like their animal forms? <sighs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. You're asking questions about stuff that happened... <laughs> 15 okay. years ago in my life. I can barely... Why don't you, why don't you just remember, man? Come on. Okay. I assume Genbu wasn't a tiny turtle. Genbu looked land. like literally a tortoise from Final Fantasy XIV. Like the, oh, the like big an ones. Adamantois? yeah. Um, oh, so like, that. remember when Soroban turned into one? Was that a joke referencing that? Yeah. Seiryu okay. looks like uh, a dragon. In, um, oh, looks like this. In eleven. Oh, it's oh. just a dragon. Sari yeah. was supposed to be a snake. Like even in the original myth, I think. Um. Or maybe not. No, wasn't that a thing though that they changed for fourteen? Everyone was expecting a dragon. Maybe that might have been because of eleven. To be fair. Mm. Uh, I don't actually know the original myth. Uh. I don't think any of us do. No. <laughs> Suzaku is literally just a, uh, a bird, which uh, I think has been reused as a, a mob in our <clears throat> game. That's just a bird. Oh, yeah. it's just a recolored. That's, that's just a recolored Gagana. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Biako was. I, I think don't we've, like it. I think, I think we've shown Biako like before, but Biako is perhaps the most unique-looking one. He looked like this. No, he's a. Yeah, he's, looking. Yeah. he's a big tiger. They got that one right. Yeah. I will say he looks a bit like if Biako, our Biako, had scoliosis. <laughs> That's Bad true. Posture. That's true. Anyways, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, different game, different design philosophy. Uh, also, we have to remember, we look at those now and be like, oh, but that's an overworld mob. Yeah. But before they were an overworld mob in 14, they were bosses in 11. So, I mean, it's unfair to just laugh at it and be like, ah, that's an overworld mob. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. um, uh, here we go. Uh, next <laughs> next part. My computer is psych... Oh, there we go. Thank you, computer. Um, uh, please tell us about what your work uh, life is like. Um, when designing a typical monster, the event team holds a meeting to explain the kind of content or battle they want to implement and the monsters that will be necessary. Then we enter the illustration part of the process. We also discuss and suggest our designs with the staff members in charge of the project. I just remembered that we didn't do Mogmail. Uh, so we'll do that after this interview. Uh, you do 2D illustrations, but do you also oversee the process of recreating the characters in 3D? We usually don't, but in the case of creating humanoid monsters, we often work alongside the 3D modeler since it can be quite difficult. Notable examples are Omega M and Omega F, which appeared in the Omega Raids. We wanted them to be exquisite, while also trying to faithfully recreate Yoshitaka Amano's art style, which was incredible, incredibly arduous. Um... Omega M and Omega F's breathtaking appearances, along with the encounter against them, left quite an impression. Um true they had very there was <laughs> this is probably the first time i've seen like a drawing of omega f with the her scythe like legs <laughs> oh like yeah it? ew Dis six. disgusting 
Oh, no, oh there, there yeah. you go. It's rough, but you, you, you can see it. You can see it. You don't want to get kicked mm -hmm. by that. No, because you'll get a ball no. stack. No. Yeah. Um, moving right along, you were in charge of illustrating the Namazu picture book. I believe that was the first time you had illustrated a picture book. Uh, but was it any different from game development? There was a Namazu picture book. How come I never heard of this? This sounds like JP exclusive merch. Yeah, but why did we yeah. never even report on it? We might have and just totally forgot about it. <laughs> Namazu picture book. This sounds like Stormblood era, and I. Yeah. We probably have. It rings the bell. Okay. I, re I remember. This sounds like something I would laugh at being made. Uh, I, I have a. I can feel it in my data banks. You're very, you're very mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I'm remembering more. I remember. Yeah, we definitely okay. covered it. I can see the pictures. Right. I don't know how that was going to help me. Wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember. I'm. I'm. I'm looking through the book. Mm. Uh, it's the kind of thing you would say at the end of a live letter, so that's why I'm surprised I don't remember it at all. Mm, mm. Well, most people don't watch the end of the live letter. But that's the best part. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> moving right on. Uh, sorry, no, uh, her answer. Uh, it was certainly different. His uh, answer. I'm pretty sure he already... Oh, sorry, his. his. Uh, wait, who, oh yeah, I think the interviewer is a... Sh I don't yeah, know The interviewer is a woman. Uh, uh, it was certainly different. Aura had already finished most of the story, so it was up to me, uh, to me to decide what sort of illustrations would be needed. When it comes to game development, I didn't have any other instances where I drew the same character from multiple angles with varying ex expressions. You're usually done after you draw something once, but with a picture book, the illustrations change as the, as the story unfolds. Additionally, minion-type characters like the Namasu and Otter, Otter usually only have a few uh, facial expressions as well as short arms and legs, so it can be hard to convey emotions through them. So while it was a refreshing new task, coming up with how to illustrate their expressions for the picture book was quite challenging. How dare he claim that the Namasu is a minion-type character? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was walk and squeak. Uh, mm. You're right. Minions themselves don't really have facial expressions. They're so lively in game that I'd never noticed that fact. Um, yeah. And now for our usual question about your tools of the trade. Is there anything you simply can't work without, carry anywhere with you, or find useful? Um, it's not really something I use for work, but sometimes I receive samples of our merchandise which uh, I like to have uh, out so I can look at them for motivation. I especially like the Namasu coin bank. The details are replicated really well, and I like it a lot. Oh, you mean the one where the head comes off? The texture was quite realistic, ah. too. Finally, do you have any parting words for our readers? In the smallest font in the f article. Thank you for playing Final Fantasy XIV. I'll continue to add more exciting monsters and minions to the game. So I hope you enjoy the various characters of Final Fantasy XIV. I thought she was going to go straight into that meme, like, that you can play for free up to Heavensward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to just say it and think it. <laughs> um, well, there you go. That was a, a neat little look into character design. Um, okay, nice to the Square Enix store you can buy yeah. the Coin Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love this item that you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very convenient. The thing, I like, the thing I like about it, if you go to that page that is linked in this article, is that it shows the Namazu coin bank next to the coin, the 
city state coin collection oh yeah it's like ah this goes with this um it can because i don't think these coins would fit in its head oh true did we ever talk about how sneaky they were when they relaunched the coin bank because they uh they put it they put the coins back up for sale very recently Mm. and oh yes uh it was a new listing it was not if you had if you had the old one bookmarked and went to that it was still sold out and it cost like 40 euros for the coin collection and you're like hmm Okay, I, I was very because everyone's like, "Oh, the coin thing is is back on sale." And I'm like, "Oh, I already have that bookmarked." I click, and it's not there's it's still like sold out. And I thought, "Okay, that's odd." But then there's this other link that I click. Oh, oh, it's a new listing. That's fu- seventy. Was it seventy dollars? Seventy euros? I have no idea. They were like, "Oh, expensive. there's high demand for this. Let's bump up the price." <laughs> <laughs> and boy did they um that was sneaky and it's funny because you're on when you're on the the uh when you're on the coin collection that will often appear as like a related item <laughs> the other version the cheaper one uh which i thought was funny uh that's mogmail uh remember to send us mogmail that's pikachu.com slash mogmail uh let's move on to the main story again um right <laughs> I know this is a messy episode, <coughs> but that's just oh, how it is. Um, maybe I'll edit it together. Maybe I'll just put the... You know what? I'll put the Mogmail segment in the beginning. <laughs> Why are you making more mess for yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I like pain. All right. Um, let's move into the next um, uh, part. This is an interview with uh, someone we've heard from before. This is by Game GameBite. Uh, this is with a uh, lead UI um, designer, uh, Yuichi uh, Murasawa, which we have we have heard from before. Um, the blog. Yes, I believe so. Um, this is about accessibility, which is an interesting topic that I don't mm-hmm. think we've talked about much. Um, so, um, let's jump into it. Many things make Final Fantasy XIV successful. The sheer variety of things you can do, whether it's run through dungeons with friends or go on a romantic date, is definitely a big factor. Um, another factor, though, is how accessible the game is. Things like auto-run to auto-attack is uh, helping to make it much easier to play. There's one thing, though, that really helps set it apart from a lot of games. Something that makes it work perfectly, whether you're playing on a massive TV screen or a small laptop screen. I need to do a quick side side note. I played Final Fantasy XIV on my PS5 the other day. Mm -hmm. I have never been more confused in my life. And I do. Yeah. People always say that 14 plays so well on a console. I'm sure it does, but for someone who's played Final Fantasy 14 on PC for like 10 years, it was so alien. And I, I'm like, okay, so it's on. It, yeah, it's arcane magic. Fucking looking at the controller layout, I'm like, <laughs> I have to. You jump with triangle. Thing. You jump with triangle. That fucked me up so much. It's not the jump button on any standardized no uh, controller. No, it's the least. It's the least jumpy button that there is. Isn't that how it is in Wild? Right? You press 
X or something to jump? I don't, I don't remember. Think so. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. think it's the. T- it feels I don't think it's very the top wrong. button on a Switch controller. <laughs> I, th- I think it is. I. Are you sure? I feel like it's the B button. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, 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 this is just a side note. Let's not disappear into this rabbit hole. I just want to say the people that play on console, I, you are, you have, your brains are big. You are very <laughs> big brains, and you should be very proud of them. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, that is uh, that the that is the game's highly customizable. UI. It allows players to fine-tune not only how much information is on their screen, but the size of it. I had the chance to ask Yuichi Murasawa, the lead UI designer behind Final Fantasy XIV, some questions. We find out why decisions were made, how other games can learn from XIV to make themselves more accessible, uh, Murasawa-san's personal UI setup, and so much more. Um, right, so... Um, it's important to help make games accessible to as many players as possible, to allow anyone to play them, no matter their ability, especially when your game is cross-platform. It's not something that every game does, does though, and one thing that I was curious about was the driving force behind making Final Fantasy XIV so accessible thanks to its highly customizable user interface. Unfortunately, at the time of its original release in 2010, Final Fantasy XIV failed to live up to all the expectations that our players had, Murasawa-san tells me. Hmm. All of the expectations. All of them. Every single, single one. Literally. Not a single one was met. Not even the cat girls. No, no, well, no. Um, as you're already aware, uh, I've seen some videos of someone that was that appreciated the cat girls from 1.0. You're thinking about Eleven, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, of, yeah. 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 Shout out to you, my friend. One. I don't remember what your username is, but you're, it's, it was tradition <laughs> every year to see if he had done it. Uh, every New Year's Eve, yeah. Still looking at that Mithra character. Yeah, creator. that Mithra character. Black Ro- <laughs> it's a Black Roni. <laughs> Shout out to you, my friend. Legend. I hope you're still seen doing him it. Like four years. No, he's he's been gone for like four. Oh, years. he's been gone for four years. I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. Oh well, come back. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, are you? Uh, as you are already aware, we decided to under. Should I explain that just a little bit more? <laughs> well, because I. <laughs> Why not? Let's let's tell people the legend right now. In Final Fantasy XI, uh, there's there's the Mithra, and the character creator there is very strange because you select the race, and then there's just this. They just kind of run across a field, and they roll around in the grass, and they lay on their side. He, he posted two months ago. He's alive. Glory be. Blackaroni is still out here. Blickaroni. 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 <laughs> Anyways, th- <laughs> this was added to, this was uploaded on YouTube. This whole like cutscene of the Mithra, female Mithra, that's the only possible one. There's gender locked. Uh, frolicking around in the grass. And every New Year's Eve, Blickaroni posts an update about how he has. Um, slapped the salmon uh, to this uh, video because he finds the Mithra so beautiful, so divinely beautiful that he holds he holds it in a whole year and then explodes on New Year's Eve. Uh, that's that was a yearly like, tradition. Yeah, for like almost half a decade. Yeah, I think he yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so there you go, a good classic. Final Fantasy XI meme for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, back to this. 
this is uh, an episode. Um, as you all, as you're already aware, we decided to undertake a complete overhaul for the release of A Realm Reborn back in August of 2013. The aspects related to the UI were also subject to drastic revisions in terms of their fundamental design. To this end, we established two broad pillars. The first was directed toward the provision of a UI for gamepad controls that would ensure an equivalent level of playability when compared with a mouse and keyboard. I recall that back then there were no UIs in mainstream MMOs specifically for playing with a gamepad. However, with our goal of delivering a cross-platform service through Final Fantasy XIV, providing support for gamepad users was a challenge we'd need to address, even if it meant completely changing the way we approach an MMO's UI. How do people play Eleven on a PS2? <laughs> they didn't. It was just pain. It was painful. But it, 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 but if you look at the menus for Eleven, you kind of see how you could have used a controller for it. Because you can play um, Eleven without ever touching the mouse. You mm -hmm. can play it completely through keyboard. So that's, yeah, just menus. Menus, menus, menus. Yeah, confirm, menus move with the D-pad, confirm with X. That's how it works. And also, you didn't have to think about that pesky jump button, because there is no jump in 11, so you have one oh. extra button, you know? Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's an interesting point that many may overlook in 2021, but it's important uh, to remember just how much Final Fantasy XIV was doing back in 2013 when it launched on the PlayStation 3. It can... Hmm. Uh, it continue. <laughs> yeah. It continued to innovate gamepad use even further when it released on PS4 a year later. In terms of the gamepad-dedicated UI that A Realm Reborn is known for, you'll find the implementation of the cross hotbar. Murasawa-san continues. We Murasawa-san continues. We discussed at great lengths within the development team about whether the work for this would be worth it, since it would need to be implemented separately from the mouse and keyboard UI, doubling our workload and requiring ongoing maintenance. However, now it is considered a key feature that symbolizes Final Fantasy XIV. As a result, we can say with ease that our decision back then was no mistake. Adding on to that, we incorporated common features from console games in various areas for improving the pad's oper uh, operability in other UIs within the game. This enabled us to ensure that gamepad players could enjoy a gameplay experience that is by no means inferior to other players who could point with their mice. Um... To know that so much care went into just the controller method of playing the game to make sure players were not at a disadvantage is a testament to the whole team behind Final Fantasy XIV. The thought process behind accessibility in the UI was more than just how it worked using a gamepad, though. Well, again, I never think about that, but God, after having played it on the P on the PS5, that's it's. Uh, it, they did the right thing by making a new menu for the just for the console oh, yeah. You know, the, you, yeah oh yeah the one yeah. that comes up like across the screen because mm -hmm. otherwise good lord because that's that's i can tell you a hundred percent that's how tanika would have done it he would have had you go down to the lower right and click just like on the pc mm. and you would have to <laughs> and you know what he'd make it worse he'd make it so you would use the analog stick as a mouse and then you'd have to move down and click that's how he would have solved it. I'm sorry, Tonic, but we just we just know it's kind of your style. <laughs> you make us suffer. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. No, I, I think they've done. It's just that it is a completely new system. Like you need to 
you need to relearn the game if you're playing on on controller. But I think that's the only way to do it. I think that's the only right way to do it to make it a completely of different system so that it feels more native to the game, right? I'll say if you start like a fresh character just on controller mm-hmm. and as you get skills and like kind of learn to navigate the menu, it does you do kind of build up that muscle memory and it does make sense along yeah. with some optional changes for the how the, the cross hop bar set up. Yeah. You can do it. I got monk to fifty using just a controller. Okay. Well there you I, go. I it, it sort of works. Mm. <laughs> it's still it's still hard for me to be like I'm using a controller to play this game. Well, a lot of people but, um, swear just just play on controller, even on PC. Mm. Like they bring the gamepad to the PC if they want to play on it. So yeah. yeah, I'm just very bad at. There's something about the accuracy of a mouse that I just can't yeah. get with a controller, which is you mm-hmm. know being able to turn the camera fast or turn, especially the camera. Is the one that yeah. I struggle with the most. It's like the analog stick is like, oh, it's, oh, we're almost there. <laughs> you ever uh, see someone like play a controller and like you can you can kind of tell they're on the controller because the way their character spins is like yeah. they go like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just gently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that being said, you, I, like I said, I think because of the reason, the, because they've made them like two very separate systems, you can be just as good on a console mm. as you can be on a PC. Yeah, yeah you can hang with the best. You yes. can be a top tier raider with a controller. Yeah. That's good. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. Uh, changing direction. As Murasawa-san said, uh, said, though, there were two pillars in the changes made for the 2013 release of A Realm Reborn. The other pillar was directed towards changing the development style of UI widgets. We changed the development direction from using conventional standardized specifications to one based around components such as Flash. Huh. Uh, although, huh? that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> such as Flash? Uh, Although this was directed towards reducing the workload for implementing additional UIs or revisions with the release of each patch, there was also our intention to make it easier to implement revisions based on user feedback for the content that had been released. Since this is a game that can be enjoyed on different platforms and certain devices, we changed to a design framework that would accommodate requests received from players to the best of our ability over a short time span. The aim behind this is ensuring that, ensuring that certain players do not have an advantage over others when participating in content, which would occur depending on their environment. I'm very, I was thrown off by the flash. Uh, Are you thinking of the skill? <laughs> uh, no, no, I was thinking flash. Didn't they stop? What is flash? Yeah, flash is- Flash is dead, technically. Yeah. Flash is dead, yeah. So are we just running dead Flash in 14 right now? Are we... Yeah, we yeah. have... <laughs> nice. All right. Um, uh, at the time uh, of development, we had absolutely no idea of how much detail players would request in terms of customization and so. Thinking about it now, we provided such granular settings that might not even have been necessarily needed to have been offered. Uh, okay. Murasawa-san goes on to give an example of what he means here. The ability for players to individually set the types of confirmation prompt to display when selling to a shop under shop settings and character configuration on the item settings page serves as a remnant of those most granular customization elements that were implemented back then. Ah, yeah, that's true. 
that's a weird setting. Set, yeah. set the types of confirmation prompt to display when selling to a shop under shop settings. I don't think I've ever, I don't even know if I've ever been to that setting before. Um, I, I don't think so either. I'm going to look at that <laughs> later. Uh, following on from that, we were able to settle on a, on a direction for UI customization, having taken player feedback into consideration on several occasions. As such, it's no longer common for us to prepare such detailed settings. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> he hey, makes... <laughs> he... This is a personal one. Uh-huh. Make it align with the grid, please. Ugh. Make the snap just... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, this this is like a whole thing with the whole game. It's Symmetry is just impossible in this game. It's both in the UI department, but also like just on ground textures. Like if there's a tiled floor, I know not to look too closely because I know, oh boy, there's going to be something. Yeah. find the scene. Yeah. Um... Yes, uh, he makes one final point, not about the two pillars, but about a shared understanding among the development team and players. I believe another big factor was a shared understanding among the developers and players towards the culture of using text commands, which had been carried over from Eleven. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Text commands. You would like, especially for, for 12 um, PS2 players, you would painstakingly make text macros and then put them and use them <laughs> To like do things like open map, uh, uh, pee yourself, uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe another big factor was a shared understanding. I read that, um, which has been carried over from eleven. Since we had a foundation to implement the detailed breakdown of features, not as a, a, a GUI uh, graphical user interface, but as a GUI composite user interface. Even, I don't know what I've never. I don't think I've ever heard that term. No, uh, even if we couldn't prepare them as default features, the fact that we could implement them as secondary f feature that advanced players would want to use <laughs> also played a big part in enhancing the customizability. Ooh. Advanced big brain macro yeah. slash text command users. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right, uh, making Final Fantasy XIV more accessible. Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, and I'm sorry that I have to say this. Has been around for nearly eight years. Uh, we're withering. <laughs> Since then, gaming has come a long way. And that's no doubt created a need to change how some things work. Especially if you're looking to make your game more accessible. Murasawa-san dived into what work has been done to make the game more accessible since release. I believe the nature of UI features uh, provided... Sorry, what? I believe the nature of the UI... UI features provided... Huh? That makes sense. Okay, I'll just read it. I believe the nature of the UI features provided has changed considerably. That wasn't so hard. Made sense when I read the whole thing, didn't it? I suppose yeah. you could say that back. Uh, then there were many interfaces. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. 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 His brain is short-circuiting. My brain is... Sorry, I'm so sorry. Some, my, something's wrong with my computer. I suppose you could say that back then there were many interfaces that would prepare for the player having firmly decided on the usage within the development team, whereas now we've entered a phase through which players are figuring out more convenient ways of using them. There has been a clear rise in the number of UIs and implemented features that we modify in response to player suggestions. As an example of this, there is the double-cross hotbar that 
evolved from the crosshop bar. This feature came about as players had requested an easy way to execute more actions with their gamepads. The UI color themes and job gauges serve as examples of features we implemented in response to requests for customization of the UI's visual aspects. People Cro ask for job gauges? I thought that was I a thing I they were just always planning that, on doing. That was that was like a thing they were like, ah, oh, uh, we need something for this expansion, something cool. And that's how job gauges came to be. I'm pretty sure I mean, that's how it's they, been explained before. Jobs like Red Mage are designed around their job gauge. You True. You could play Red Mage without it, but it would be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they hadn't done job gauges, if they just got like an extra bar on their, their like MP bar or something. No, it would have been, <laughs> be it would have been status. Yeah, oh, it would have been. Yeah, you have to look at the numbers there. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like you have seventy nine stacks of what? <laughs> yes, sixty five stacks of <laughs> true, true. It would have been so torturous. Um, all right, changing over time. Time changes us all, and I was curious uh, how this and the team's approach to designing UI mm -hmm. has changed over time. What? Okay, you skipped ahead a lot. Did I? Oh shit. Yeah. Future plans. Problems. Oh god, I am very far down. See, my computer's I'm jumping. I'm so confused. <laughs> One thing that has helped Final Fantasy XIV build up the player base it has is the fact that it isn't just a game tied to one platform. Does being on more than one platform create problems, though? Uh, it's always necessary for us to ensure that no group of players have an advantage or disadvantage depending on their platform, Murasawa-san says. But before even thinking of the platform-related differences, there are there are as many players using gamepads and Windows as there are as there are using a keyboard and mouse. Therefore, we believe the most crucial factor is first ensuring that there is no bias for the operability with either control control scheme. An extra factor that requires our attention when it comes to platforms is the player's distance from the screen. This was something mm -hmm. we only first started keeping in mind in response to feedback following the release of A Realm Reborn. In contrast to PC players who typically have their monitors directly in front of them, in many cases, console players will be seated at a distance from their television displays. This means that even if they're playing at the same resolution, certain players will want to change the size of their HUD and displayed text depending on their platform. In consideration of this, we would devise various solutions such as changing the initial UI settings depending on the platform. This is a thing that I struggled with on the PS5 version, is that oh. you can change the font size of the chat, but you can't make the chat bigger on screen without going into the full screen mode, which to me is very stressful. What? Well, that's... I didn't know. I, <laughs> Sorry, it's very stressful. Yes, because I don't like being like, oh, I'm in content. I have to talk to someone, open full screen, and all, everything disappears, just clears the screen. Yeah. You stop, and you're like, okay, you are chatting now. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> You can? Okay, I could not, could not, no, 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 listen, I, sorry, I didn't mean that you can't, I, I couldn't, to me it was complete, I didn't, uh, my brother was here as well, and he was like, we have to, I, we have to, I was like, please, you have, help me, you have to figure this out, and he, he tried, you have to switch to virtual mouse, use the touchpad mouse, we did that. Do you? Because so, you see this little. That was so fucking annoying, Rollo. It had the thing, the tab, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, how do I get the mouse loose? And instead, it just flies around the screen on every fucking window. I'm like, ah! How do I get it out? Uh, I I felt like I was 80 years old, and it was it was horrible. 
all the hot PS5 kids like, fuck you, Grandpa. Just yeah, because everything else will, will get blown up. You can make everything else bigger, but that fucking chat box just remain the same little square that it is. <sighs> Apparently you can, so I'll, I'll do that yes. next time. But this bringing up like the difference in default size for UI elements for the for console players is actually that really highlights why they've made the 4K changes to the UI. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. With Final Fantasy XIV coming to PS5 and showing no signs of slowing down, it'll be interesting to see what the future brings. Murasawa-san shared what the future plans for helping uh, make Final Fantasy XIV more accessible. R. Uh, we look closely at player <laughs> feedback on a daily basis, and we have various plans in the works to address those requests. Lately, we've been preparing new skins for the UI's color themes, and, as a greater undertaking, we're moving forward with, with preparations to accommodate higher resolutions. Ooh. Although there's not much I can say about our plans for the future, in terms of the direction, it wouldn't be adding any ma major new features, but rather improving some... Pr improving some some order to the plethora of features now available and incorporating a guide of sorts so that even newcomers can easily employ the UIs. Take, for example, the group post feature. It's a useful tool that offers a rather high degree of functionality, but with its abundant array of features, it is too difficult for players trying to use it for the first time. True. Yes. Even for things like the duty finder and party finder, there could be ways to make them slightly more user-friendly. As such, I think that the task for us is to sort out the elements related to the flow of things, particularly for newcomers, at the start of the game. Please, someone work on the vendor submenus. Oh. I'm begging you. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, changing over time. Now we're at the point where I was earlier. Time changes us all, and I was curious how this and how his and the team's approach to designing UI has changed over time based on player feedback and how people play the game. I touched upon this a little bit in the previous question, but now I think about only providing simple features at the early stages, Morisawa-san says. Although I do think that it would surely be great to add such to add such and to add such and such a feature as a game designer. This is written in such a weird way, I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, such and where am I? Such and such a feature <laughs> as a game designer. I try to consider additional functionality only after actually releasing the feature and observing how it fares among the users. We do make sure to prepare the feature with the most basic functionality required based on our previous experience, but we can't help noticing things that we hadn't considered once we play the game ourselves. As such, I try to take care so that I don't include features based purely on my own stubborn beliefs in the initial implementations. Another thing is that when preparing content-specific UIs, often the intentions of the content designer are manifested strongly within the UI. At these times, too, I make an effort to provide the simplest functionality possible upon carefully considering what the content designer has in mind. <sighs> When we're undertaking development, we don't yet have detailed data to hand, and as such, we'll often see requests for the UI changing, uh, for the UI changing once the data has been gathered and the game balance has been fixed. On top of this, there are many times that we'll further tweak the features based on the development team's check in the final stages or initial player feedback after the content releases. Hmm, that's fair. There's not much to say. No, in that's to just how it is. His process. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, Alright, best feedback. One thing that makes work rewarding is hearing positive feedback from people. Surely Murasawa-san has had praise in the past for his work on Final Fantasy XIV. I asked him what are some of the best things he's heard from players. Since the methods of using UIs differ drastically depending on the player, it's extremely difficult to offer a feature that is guaranteed to please everyone, he says. When it comes to major elements for the game, we receive not only praise, but critical feedback too. On the other hand, there are occasions where I'll see some players noticing things about minor features that most would overlook, and they'll share their praise on the forums and Twitter. As for the features that garnered considerable praise up until now, there is the expansion of the game's screenshot functionality, centered mainly around the group posts. However, rather than serving as an element for customization, this feels like it was already part of 14's content that players could enjoy. Mm, yeah. Lately, I believe that players are happier to use features that connect elements together rather than individual features implemented separately. What about some more specific examples, though? Murasawa-san has plenty to share. Item search. Conducts a complete search of the player's inventory for all items they own, since data is saved in the server and in the, and in the player's client into... What? Since data saved in the server and in player's client intertwine in 14, we provided players with a feature ensuring that they don't misunderstand this concept of handling data. I oh. mean, understand item it. search is like a classic spaghetti 14 feature where it's like, ah, yeah. I'm searching for this. It shows a list and it's like, we don't know what's on this car this retainer because you haven't talked to him in a while so <laughs> we can't tell you for sure that there's anything in here <laughs> please go check him first it's like mm, okay yeah. 14 this is very you. Well, that's i would say that's not a problem with the ui design the ui no. design for the item search is fine it's the yeah it's just what it's reporting is very uh, yeah. spaghetti the underlying spaghetti is yeah. this this terrifying part yeah uh, search this one. I agree. Search this one's good. Search recipes using this material. Players who previously used external websites have been expressed their delight of now being able to search in-game. That's a blessing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I know if an item is actually rare or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, elsewhere, we have the impression that players are happy with updates to the market search, party finder, and duty finder, in addition to the community finder. The, the community finder? Oh, the community. That's on the. Um, that's the, lo the lodestone? The lodestone. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the website, yeah. Speckers. Which has been a wonderful <laughs> result of our internet team's efforts. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the UI in 14 is pretty good now. Now. Yeah. Uh, yes. It has Not been a journey. There's still things that can be improved. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Why? I will say one question I have. Is why for the market search, is it not defaulting to the incomplete text search? Why does it still assume that you want to search specifically for items by their whole title? It's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I almost wish that that option was on by default. Yeah, the the because I can see why you would want just specific as well. To avoid getting like, if you t just type maple in, and then you you'll suddenly get, well, you'll yeah, you would write it. Hmm, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> now that I think about it, no search engine works like that. No search en no. engine is like uh, maple log, and then you just get like 
you only search for maple log here. The three results of maple log. Google doesn't do that. Yeah. It goes for everything. Miss, mm. her name's not Maple. What's yeah? The, I think what's the what's the detective lady's name? Miss Marple. Marp. What? Okay. It's been a long day. Go on, Rolla. Sorry, what were you saying? I said I don't. I don't have that issue. I, I think it just remembers the last preference you have if it's for partial. It, it does, but why is the original setting even an option? I mean, you know, some people want to search specifically for something. Yeah, but do they? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, it's whatever. I mean, at least you have the option to go wider. Um, all right. Uh, what can other games learn from 14? Final Fantasy 14 is one of the most interesting success stories in the world of gaming, thanks to its initial problems. Many books could likely be filled about the lessons that could be learned from the game. But what about lessons in the world of accessibility? Are there any? Having learned from the failures of 14's initial release, we aimed for a design that placed top priority on the user's freedom, Murasawa-san tells me. Hence, we decided not to stop at the initial implementation, but instead place importance on how easily we could incorporate improvements moving forward. As such, we diligently undertook this task by reflecting user feedback in the following patch updates. For games wherein the theme and policy of the UI itself are decided from the start and firmly enforced, the thought process we use doesn't really work, and so I don't think our approach should be used as much of a comparison. Okay. Um, there, I think we can stop at, stop there. There's no point going over his UI setup, because that is... I need to know. No, you do not need to know. <laughs> but he, I can say this, though. My main job is White Mage. This is uh, uh, Murasawa-san. My main job is White Mage, and I primarily use the setup below. Okay, I guess we'll just read it quickly. Mainly mm -hmm. play with gamepad, cross hotbar, switch action sets by simultaneously pressing L, R, R, L, 32 actions in total, uh, use double cross hotbar to display sub action set recasts. Party HUD placed in the center of the screen. Party HUD in the center. I mean, I feel like that has slightly off center. It yeah. can't yeah. be directly on no. the screen. Because mine is very close to the center, but in the center is yeah. very, yeah. Uh, That's where your character is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> key keyboard is in direct chat mode. Uh, important actions, shortcuts assigned to keyboard function keys. And don't use macros so often. And then he laughs. <laughs> I don't use macros that often in this game. The game doesn't... Macros aren't necessary a oh, lot I used, of the time. I, I used macros so much in the beginning because I came from like 11. I'm like, oh, I need macros for yeah. that. I need macros for that. <laughs> but the uh, the misfire is just... I, yeah. I, I never want to depend on a macro for anything important. No. Just the misfire. Yeah. So I, like, like little UI tricks to make I don't know job stuff easier or whatever, mm -hmm. like a like changing jobs. That's great. Yeah, I don't want to use macros mm -hmm. for combat at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um. Okay. Well, there you go. That is the interview, and that is the show. I can't believe I've mentioned Miss Mar um, uh, Mrs. Marple today. Yes. Good job. The only fourteen podcast I think to ever mention um, Miss is she a Miss or Mrs. Who are you talking she about? A, she might be a she might be a Ms. Miss Marple. All right. Miss Marple? Marple. Who? You don't know who Miss Marple is? No. Or Mrs. Doesn't. 
what is this? She's a she's a detective. She, she like classic M A R P L E yeah. Miss Marple. Miss Marple, you'll see her. She yes. has a very stern who's, who's face. Old lady. She is a detective. She investigates <laughs> crimes. Yeah, you know, this looks like British television. It is. is. <laughs> Anyways, the, very random. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. That's the episode. Uh, what a mess, huh? Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Hopefully, uh, less chaotic. Um, yes. uh, stay tuned if you're watching it's live. The last, what? Probably the last one before Fanfest. Oh, that needs to be planned as well. It does need to be planned. Yikes, Aduni. I have a lot to do. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, same time, same place. If you're watching live, remember, post-show is about to begin, uh, so make sure you tune in for that as well. Uh, remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxiv, twitch.tv slash speakersofidolin, youtube.com slash speakersxiv, exclamation discord in chat if you want to join our discord server. If you're watching on demand, link is in the description. Um... Send us mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail and speakersplace, youtube.com slash speakersplace. We'll probably read it next week. Yes, yes. we will. All right. The, fan, the mogmail special. Mogmail special next week, I guess. Uh, goodbye. Unless something crazy happens. Okay, Bye. Wait, I, I want to wave like the king, like the old oh, days. Smell the farts. Smell. They don't do that anymore. No, but I do, <laughs> I do like doing it. Okay, hey. goodbye. Bye. just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.